Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. You want some conspiracy theories? I got you. Not really conspiracy, but they are a theory. They're my theory. You theories. living in my mind, guess? <laughs> no. <laughs> As the story goes, I was asked when I was three if I could take a trip anywhere, where would I go? And it was into my father's mind, was the answer. Wow. That would be trippy, wouldn't it? What did you say about Coulter the other day, Ryan? He doesn't even uh, believe that reality is real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, that's not it. You guys make me sound like I'm so crazy. Right. I, I just consider all of the options. Right. Because well, they're all are they're all possibility. Very slim most of the time, but they are possible. The uh, the realm and breadth of possibility is indeed large it is to tell new one is 1029 espn radio possible because actual this radio show for two hours every afternoon we appreciate you spending some time with us letting us spend some time with you if you'd like to find us on the world wide web 1029espn.com is where you can go you listen live all the time on the stream the stream available thanks to opportunity bank your local bank, your opportunity. And if you want to listen to the podcast, it's available all the time. The podcast is up and running wherever you get your podcast. You can rate, subscribe, review. We appreciate that. It is there thanks to Blackfoot. Why were you looking at me like that? Just because I like you, Tommy. You know, because, again, my chair, for those listening on the radio stream, it's oriented exactly with my back to you. And so, you know, sometimes I got to look through the glass and make sure, you know, that, that you're there. Uh, and we got to, you know, I just don't know. I think I got to figure out, you know, how to orient myself so that I can get the both of you here all together. I think we need to move Coulter's mic into that corner, move me back here, and then I can lean like this and I get the whole, you know, I get the whole thing. Hey, the time to revise the blueprints has gone. 
Yeah. This is how we put it together. I was kicked off. There's the, no such thing as time, community. Tommy. Hey, this is my guy right here. 100%. No time. Salmon shirt tripping out. It's coral. Yeah. I mean, turning 33 tomorrow. What Don't feel any different than when I was Reese's age. But you just said that like time doesn't exist, man. That's what I'm saying. My beard keeps getting longer. My belts keep getting smaller. <laughs> I don't feel any older. Yeah, time does times 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 false. Uh, all right, culture. Let's talk about the NFL, which is very real. I have perhaps that's why I love sports so much because there is there is really nothing but team. I mean there's nothing but reality in the uh, in the NFL. You are correct. Okay, I'm going to start with the with what I think is the obvious one and the less interesting one, and then I'm going to ask you about the second my second okay. theory. Okay. The first one is this, and we'll start with just the news item here. Andy Dalton has found a spot in about, oh, a day and a half to play football next season. It is with the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. He signs with the star for a one-year, $3 million deal guaranteed that carries an additional $4 million of incentives, which are dependent both on playing time in the regular season and reaching and then playing in the postseason. So I would say that that – it's fair to say that this is going to be much closer to a $3 million contract for the year than a $7 million contract, even though the $7 million number is what people are, are hearing out there and going, what, one year for $7 million? You haven't signed you know, Dak Prescott. Well, it, it ain't quite like that, okay? That said, $3 million is a fair amount of money to be paying, and it could be, it certainly could be for $5 million to – a backup quarterback but that's what they've done to have Andy Dalton who is a a proven commodity in the NFL and at the backup level outstanding I mean you're going to be hard pressed to do better than than him other than if you go down to New Orleans and you got yourself Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston sitting there so that's the first part of this I think one question that everybody has they just go like this is the goal here to win football games would you rather have Cam Newton playing football for your team or Andy Dalton if the situation arose playing for your football team and the the answer is unequivocally Cam Newton so then the question is well why has Cam Newton not been on a football team for two months and Andy Dalton falls off the saddle in Cincinnati for a day and a half and now has a seven million dollar okay three million dollar deal in Dallas and the answer to me is very and by the way Jameis Winston uh, you know the same thing the answer is is pretty straightforward to me Cam Newton wants to be a starter in the NFL he wants to go to some place where he is going to be the man and there's not a lot of places that are available to have his services rendered to them in that capacity Andy Dalton was prepared and has chosen to be a backup quarterback to Dak Prescott for at least one year. Jameis Winston, the same for at least a year to, uh, uh, to Drew Brees. Both of them, by the way, at a very premium rate, Jameis more than Dalton. Dalton still got a fair amount of money, all things considered, even if it is just a $3 million. But Cam Newton is unwilling, according to reports, to go down that backup road he wants to be a starter which is why to me he's still unsigned and I think that if he continues to stand on that spot he's going to remain unsigned into the season I mean I think he's going to be he the best he'll be able to do is probably wait for an injury somewhere where they don't feel good about the backup situation they have and then get signed but he I think he has a very real possibility of not being on a football team come if it 
turns out to have football September the 7th. So remind me, did Dak Prescott sign his franchise tender? He, I don't believe it's officially signed. It's been offered. He has been offered. Do you ever go on uh, Spotrack? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, so th- this says that he has signed it. You know what? You know what I think, Coulter? I'm not sure that the Cowboys have signed it. That's what it is. Yes. And that's why Jerry Jones was saying, talking outside of his mouth, saying he'll be here when he's ready. Who? Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. Right. I think that this is a situation that's going to create a lot of drama in Dallas, even though that they're – it's ironic because they're trying to mitigate – the risk. potential drama and the potential risk, but it's going to create a lot of drama because Dak Prescott, if and when that franchise tender comes through, it's a $31,409,000 contract. Yep. So he will be among the five or six highest paid quarterbacks it's, in it's, the league. It's I mean, that's the average what, of the top five. That's what the franchise is, yep. right? So, so it'll be one of the top know, five call quarterbacks. Him, call him the two and a half highest paid, whatever right, it is, right. for the year. And if he doesn't put up numbers to earn that contract, then they're not going to give him what he wants. So he'll have to be looking over his shoulder, not because Andy Dalton was going to beat him out, but because he's going to out, he's going to have to perform to the standard of this contract. And when um, when uh, Cooper Rush isn't the guy behind you, but rather a multiple time Pro Bowler is the yeah. guy behind you, that's going to get interesting. I don't think Dak Prescott's that good. I never have. Yeah, I just don't think there's any discernible difference. It, here's here's what I'm saying. If I'm the Cowboys and I got what I have right now on my roster with all the pieces I have, still one of the best offensive lines in football, absolutely one of the best running backs in football, now one of the best receiving cores in football, especially if the kid that they drafted from Alabama becomes what people think he could become paired with Amari Cooper. And, I mean, they have one of the best pass rushes in football. They have multiple of the best linebackers when healthy in football. These guys are all going to be up for contracts soon. If I'm the Cowboys, unless Dak Prescott has a straight-up MVP-like year this year, I'm, I'm good. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a because, question. because if you could just have – would you agree? I, I know you think Dak Prescott's better than I, I do. Yeah, but I don't but love he, him the way some But he's not, that, he's not that much better than Andy Dalton, right? So this is what I want to ask you, okay? He, For the money, he is, he is better than but Andy he's, Dalton, But he's right? not $25 million better. But Okay, but this is, this, is the, this is the point that I want to tease out here, okay? How much better is he than Andy Dalton as a matter of percentage, just percentage skill-wise? I mean, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I don't really think Dak Prescott's better than Andy Dalton. Okay, here's what I'm going to say to you. I'm going to say to you that he's 10% better than Andy Dalton. I just okay? would love to see Andy Dalton with the weapons Dak Prescott's had. Okay, and that's fair. So I'll even say this, okay, for the sake of this conversation. Let's say he's 5% better. Here, I will stand on this. He is better than Andy Dalton, okay? I am very comfortable saying that talk about the running ability that he brings to the table the youth that he brings to the table but the the, the proven you know commodity that he is he had a, i mean his numbers last year were phenomenal i mean he put up big numbers even though the cowboys didn't he, ultimately win at the same clip uh, that's the thing though the, the numbers th- this is this is the thing that has to be adequately expressed when you're analyzing nfl quarterbacks guys that play for eight and eight teams are going to throw for more yards than everybody else in the league because they're always going to be either trying to keep the lead or or retake the lead. Yeah, maybe. But here's all I'm going to say to you is this, okay? And you're going to if you, if you want to go the other way on it, you're welcome to. How many playoff games has Andy Dalton won in his career? Goose egg. Okay. How many's Dak Prescott won though? One? Maybe. He won one. 
because they won a playoff game in 2018. All I'm saying to you is this. It's easy to go, well, this guy's 5% better than this other guy. So why in the world would you pay him you know, five times the amount of money. It doesn't make any sense for the minimal upgrade that you have in terms of the ability at the quarterback. That financially works out mathematically. Makes sense. Here's what, here's though what I don't think ever gets taken into consideration and absolutely has to. What's the point of the football? To win the game, right? Exactly. And so if That's why you, yards are so empty because it's but, all about But wins. also the guy who has actually done it is named Dak Prescott. And the guy who hasn't actually done it is named Andy Dalton. You can talk to me about weapons and all that all day long. You know what? There's some pretty good weapons in Cincinnati for the years that Andy Dalton was there. And moreover, if you think that you have a better chance at winning a playoff game or two with one quarterback over the other, it doesn't matter if he's 1% better than the guy behind him. He's worth 10 times the amount. Like if you are getting now to the NFC championship game as opposed to one and done in the divisional round because you got one quarterback over the other then it becomes worth it now i know you can reallocate resources and maybe this 20 million dollars turns into two great linebackers and a running back i don't know how you want to cash it out but it ain't that easy you can't just convert it like monopoly from hotels to cash and back again okay this is about winning football games, and Dak Prescott is already a better postseason winner winner than Andy Dalton. And by the way, the Dallas Cowboys are just a shade above the Cincinnati Bengals in that department since you know the '90s. Oh, so I actually like Dak Prescott because you're trying to win, man. So pay the man who gives you the best chance to do that with what you have there, and it ain't Andy Dalton. See, I just wonder if Andy Dalton could have won a playoff game with the Cowboys the last couple of years. The, the Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys to me, are the biggest underachieving team in the NFL mm-hmm. the last four years. They are, because they have elite talent. Give any, give any of the top dudes that offensive line. I mean, that's the whole thing with Dak. He gets to just stand in there. He hardly ever gets touched. Okay, but was it Dak Prescott's fault that they lost games? Is he throwing bad interceptions in opportunity? No, no, times? but all I'm saying is to say that he is gives you a better chance to win in the playoffs. I just don't agree. Boy, there's no way we could ever agree because we don't know. But I just think that to me, the NFL right now is right. all about the salary cap game. And if you have Dak Prescott, regardless of the Cowboys win playoff games or not moving forward. Did Dak Prescott lose you games like you just said? No, but did he win them for you either? No. That's right, but, the whole point. I just don't understand because in this scenario, yeah. you've crushed Andy Dalton for as long as we've been together doing this show. Right. So I just don't understand. Like, because I just think that they're both not very good. I just, it just is uncontroversial to me that Dak Prescott is better, although not not by leaps and bounds, but by I, some modicum I, of, of percentage better than Andy Dalton. And that is worth it to a team because that that translates to a better chance to win the games that matter. It it, it does it, in the immediate moment, but it puts you in this situation where you have to win now. And that's exactly what I'm saying is that right now you're, you're in it with Dak Prescott. He's making $31.5 million this year. You have all the pieces around it. But if he isn't one of the top three or four guys in the MVP voting, if, I, if I'm the Cowboys, I move on. To who? To Andy Dalton. Andy or Dalton. To, or to anybody. No, 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 no. Andy Dalton is not playing quarterback for the Cowboys for $3 million a year. 
He's right. playing this season as a backup for $3 million a year. If you move on to Andy Dalton, you're talking about $22 million a year minimum. Still worth it because you're still – No. Yes, because you could go get other guys. No, no, no. Horrendous take by you. It's Man, I mean, I guess I, guess I was thinking about it through the, the $7 million a year deal, right? I mean, but it's it's only one year, I, I and get, it's to I, be a backup. I get it. All I'm saying is that the greatest example of this is the Minnesota Vikings, man. It is though, man. It is. Look, no, but it is. It's not. It's like you got to get over the that this has some sort of uh, bias on my part no, from no, me being no. a Vikings fan. It's, it's straight up the truth. Objectively, the Minnesota Vikings defense lost half of their big name players this offseason mm-hmm. because they can't afford to re-sign them because they overpaid Kirk Cousins. The number one way to ruin your team is to overpay a dude who can't win you a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott is a fourth-round draft pick. He's had a nice four-year stretch here. He has. He's been way better than I think that I thought he was going to be. But, but, it, but I want to know what is the product of the p- team that he's playing for. And I, I think mean, that's you, very you stand, fair. You stand Phillip Rivers or Jared Goff or Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Philip, you know Patrick Mahomes behind that team, they're winning the Super Bowl. I, I well, I don't know about the but, Super but Bowl, but they're winning those. more than one playoff game in four years. And and this is where we agree. I don't. I'm not sitting here going, "Hey, Dak Prescott's even a top ten quarterback in the league," because I don't think he is. I don't uh, even uh, think he's uh, in the top. I'm See, just, here's the I'm thing, just talking about this within the context of him and Andy Dalton. That's it. Those two. I I agree. But what I'm saying then is to me, to me right now. There is, I would say, I don't know if I still even think Tom Brady is one of these guys. I don't know if I think Drew Brees is one of these guys either. To me, right now, today, going into the 2020 season, to me, there's only there's only three guys who could straight win the whole thing for you. Mahomes, Rodgers, I mean, I'd like to believe Deshaun Watson, but I don't. I, do, I I'm not there yet. Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was scrolling through my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I knew I had three. Russell, but those three. Yeah, those three. That's it. But if you don't have one of those three, now it's all about. To me, if I was an NFL GM, it's about market value. So it's not who's better, Andy Dalton or Dak Prescott. It's who's better for the price. And you're right. Andy Dalton would get a little bit overpaid, but he won't get overpaid if he doesn't play this year. If he's just a backup and the Cowboys can just stash him, they could get him for, say, 10 to 12 next year. To me, unless Dak Prescott takes the next step, that's worth it. Because to me, there really is no discernible difference between Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins and Andy Dalton and Gardner Minshew, you know, you, but, you just got to avoid the Ryan. I mean, even Ryan Tannehill, you just got to avoid the Mitchell Trubisky, basically. But, but all, all I'm saying to you is this, is that the whole the whole idea of dividing skill by dollars and then just having your, your metric come out how it is in right. terms of value, I get all that, and I've been a huge advocate for that and still am. Particularly but, if you're the Cowboys and you have other pieces. But what I'm saying to you is this. If you have a guy who's 1% better and that 1% translates to a completed pass as opposed to an incompletion that puts you in a position to kick a field goal to win as opposed to not kick a field goal and lose, then the cost is worth it and it's not in balance with whatever the amount better of a quarterback that you have because at the end of the day it's about winning that's it you want to know who's the most important person in this entire argument me mike mccarthy (laughs) maybe so i mean because what you you are agreeing with me right it's not even about Dak prescott it's about jason garrett right i mean this is the whole thing so it it is it is 
I just think the Cowboys are freaking stacked, man. They're stacked. They have all the elements that you need. You to, would think so. They have all the elements you need to win a Super Bowl. Except instability except, at the ownership and general management spot. They have. They, That's which, a problem. They, they got the, the things that they've been missing to me are an elite head coach and an elite quarterback. I only got to one of my two conspiracy theories. Well, let's keep rolling. The next on one's it. No better. One, next. No one. Thank you. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. And the debates debate today about to go 2 0. So easy when you control the buttons on the board. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you. 361 3688, the phone number. If you'd like to call, you're welcome to. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. We are happy to be on board with you on this Monday afternoon as we uh, are opening things up a little bit around this town, encouraging everybody to still maintain. Social distance, be safe, be smart, be sanitary, and also, how about, you know, having a, a restaurant or a bar open? That's a pretty cool thing. I know it's a, a, a welcome back into the world, so to speak, for uh, for us here. So we'll uh, hopefully be able to do this well and then get to do more things well. That's what I'm excited about. Coulter, uh, we've been talking NFL football, quarterbacks and uh, theories of of how to assess them and so forth and so on. Here's the main thing, though, that I wanted to get to that we didn't even touch on in the last segment. It's this. You ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? I am do you locked. Want, do you want ready. to finish your email before I, gotta, I get into no, this? I, dude, I'm always rolling, dude. <laughs> you guys are just insufferable. Here, By the way, the number one comment I get from the community is that yes. people love that I ignore you. Yeah. Even though I don't, I'm listening. But no, intently. but that's the point. If that's what they say, then they know because I know, and because there's a giant gap between what I say and when you respond I, to me. Yeah, you know, get out of here. So I didn't know we were here doing a show analyzing our own show. So you're a 32 year old child. Tomorrow you will be a 33 year old man, I and you got, will gain respect. I got a stat for you before you drop it. Oh boy, I feel like we're never going to get the to top this. six right. passers in the NFL last year in terms of yards. None of their teams made the playoffs. That's right. Okay, Jameis on. Winston, Dak Prescott, yeah, Jared yeah, Goff, Philip yeah. Rivers, Matt Ryan. Um, car. Yeah. Okay. Let's carry on. Here is my deal. <laughs> Can't wait. Jameis Winston goes to New Orleans. Dalton, Andy Dalton goes to the Dallas Cowboys. In the drafts, Jordan Love heads to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Jalen Hurts goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. What is notable about this? All of these teams spent money or draft picks, high draft picks, to get quarterbacks what are teams that ostensibly didn't, quote, need a quarterback or have a quarterback in place. Right. 
I I was chirping about this even a week ago about why is it that we got to believe that it can only be the the starting quarterback and he's the guy all the time and then there's the backup all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really think, and I'm not saying that Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton are going to rotate series, but what I am saying is I think we're getting into a place where multiple quarterbacks who you believe in, not just chase Daniels standing back there, you know, to uh, to hold the clipboard is what teams are really interested in. And always you want to have every room as good as it can be and sure. all of this and that. But when the quarterback has been such traditionally a linear position, first, second, third string, that's it, that's all. You play it till you're hurt, and then the next guy goes. That this, to me, really opens up a window to say, hey, there's going to be moments where there's going to be other guys because of the situation, the series, or the skill set that they have. I mean, it used to be the same thing at running back. It was your number one guy, and then your number two guy, or maybe you know he needed a breather, so you brought in the backup. Now it's, what do you do, and what does the situation dictate in terms of who's carrying the ball or even playing the position you know, of running back? I'm not saying we're going to get to that where we're doing quarterback by committee mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. such, but I, I really think that this isn't just teams trying to stack up chips for guys who aren't going to play. I think that it is the belief that having multiple legit NFL-capable quarterbacks who do maybe different things or some of the same things is actually going to become useful in game planning and what they're going to go about and try and do. What do you think? I actually think that you just – helped further explain one of the things that I've been thinking about for a really long time. It's not just the dual quarterback. What you're saying is absolutely accurate, but the moment that some of the best guys signed those big contracts, we've been talking about this for three years. The moment Russell Wilson signs the giant deal, the moment Aaron Rodgers signs the giant deal, it puts you in a absolutely have to win now mode period. Because as soon as everybody else's contracts start coming up, you're going to have to let go of so many of your good players. But I think that teams are positioning exactly as I was speculating that the Cowboys might be positioning themselves for if Dak doesn't have an MVP like year, then you fall back on Andy Dalton or someone else because you have a stacked roster around them. It's the whole Russell Wilson when he run the Super Bowl on his rookie contract, right? Or Patrick Mahomes when a Super Bowl on his rookie contract. That's what everybody's gravitating toward. And so now I'm starting to think, okay, we're at this crossroads right now in the league. Because three, maybe even four, I guess if you count Aaron Rodgers as one of the older guys, you got four of the 10 most revered quarterbacks in the league that are old. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and Tom Brady are all old. Mm -hmm. Then you have this group of like 20 dudes. The only two guys that are absolutely elite, proven to be elite right now, that are also young, uh, even, and, and Russ Wilson's a relatively young. He's not even a young young. But it's it's Mahomes and that's it, that's all, right? And so now you have this gigantic group of quarterbacks that really have no discernible difference between them except for a couple guys that really could prove themselves and break out of that group. Yeah. So I think that there's going to just be this, this re-evaluation of the entire quarterback landscape. It's all going to depend on, first of all, Mahomes is going to break the bank when he is up for a new deal. But then what happens with Kyler Murray? What happens with Deshaun Watson? You know, what happens with some of these other younger guys? Can they be the next wave 
of elites because the elite guys have been the elite guys for 20 years. And we've never really experienced this phenomenon like we have in the NFL now. Where And then if you add Ben Roethlisberger in there too, I mean, you have five guys that are on the old side of, of young, you know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're on their way out. So I just think that there's, there's this, there's been this gap, but now there's going to be this, like you're saying, multiple quarterbacks on multiple teams to try to see not only who's the best, but who's the best deal. Because I really do think that right now being in a situation like the Falcons are in or being in a situation like the lions are in where they're locked into the middle of this contract with this guy who's not really old, yet but isn't young either you're just stuck because Matt Ryan's not good enough to win a Super Bowl anymore I don't know if he ever was but he at least could get you there he's not now he's good enough to get a lead in a Super Bowl Matt Stafford was never good enough you know where's Wentz fall into this whole thing but I do think we're going to see a realotment of resources because I, I really do think that teams are realizing that if you can build the rest of the team then you don't need the 10 year vet to lead you to the Super Bowl like the Saints did with Drew Brees you can draft the transcendent kid, and he can lead you to the Super Bowl if everything else is right. So why not spend your money on building the team rather than the quarterback? And that's because where the transcendent kid just isn't there. No, I totally agree. But you can also win the Super Bowl without the transcendent kid too. You you can you, you can. can absolutely. I mean half the half the teams of the twenty first century have not had elite quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl. Mm. Well, I mean, we went through it one day on the show. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think nine of the last twenty Super Bowl winners, you would say they did not have elite quarterbacks. Like guys like Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer. I mean, Joe Flacco isn't an elite quarterback, but he was elite when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, he was eleven touchdowns and no interceptions, and went on a run like we've never seen before. So right, but he also had great guys around him. Like that's my whole. Well, everybody does. Like that's the thing. It's like talking about can a quarterback. Everybody win? no quarterback can win you a Super Bowl. Like I don't care who you pick. Sure, Pat Mahomes can't win. You. Sure, he's got. The fastest football player I've ever seen in my life that he's throwing but, a football to. You know, what, what, got, but what what I'm saying is that like the the Jimmy Garoppolo model is more realistic than the Aaron Rodgers model. Because you're right, the transcendent kid only comes along every once in a while. What I'm saying is that there is no real discernible difference between number five through number thirty in the league right now. But here, right? He, he, so now you're trying to find the guy who can afford the most. And and that is fair. But here's my issue with that is that. When you talk about starting quarterback, this is my Andy Dalton next year problem. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know what his deal is or whatever. He's not still on his rookie contract, is it? No, no, he's not a bad deal. Get a big deal. So it's not as it's like just because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't cost as much as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers still well worth whatever he's being paid over over Jimmy G. He is. No, I, I, I they're loading up on young talent on the defensive line and stuff. I mean, it's it's about having a guy named Bosa on his rookie deal too. You know, no doubt. All all, all I'm saying is it's the it's the the upcoming Dak press. It, I mean, Dak was talking last year that he wants forty mil. That's the contract. That's the type of contract that's going to break the league. Pay Patrick Mahomes whatever you want. Yeah, there's no break in the league. But but you know, but it's going to break the way that teams construct to, their roster. Yeah. It's not that it's going to break the league, but if Dak Prescott gets a forty million dollar contract now, now, now you're going to pay what you, what you hate more than anything. Now you're going to pay guys based off potential because they're better than Dak, even if they haven't been better than Dak yet, right? Mm-hmm. If Dak gets forty million, then Deshaun Watson's getting more. Kyler Murray's getting more. Baker Mayfield maybe is even getting more. Are they actually even better? We don't know yet. Yeah, but, that, but or, then that or they're not. 
It just takes it takes away from everything else that you can sign. Here, here's what happens, man. There's such a thing as a market reset. You know what I mean? It's, there is. And, and this thing has gone up and up and up and up. And basically, and look, the, the total numbers are always going to go up because it's pegged to the, the the valuation and the revenue of the league. So as the revenue continues to increase, the this isn't just about, oh, now quarterbacks are worth more. It's everybody's getting paid more. Just quarterbacks are getting paid more, more than everybody else right. as it goes. But there will be a point where a coach will go, I've got Kyler Murray. He's a great young quarterback. He wants $45 million a year, and you know what? I'm going to spend that on the best running backs, exactly. best linebackers, and things like that. And then if that team without Kyler Murray wins, you have a market reset. But if they go out and Kyler Murray is an all-pro and shreds the league up at $45 million a year, then that model with that model wins out, and it's all about the player. It's all about the individual. Dak Prescott ain't the guy who's going to do it. Kyler Murray might be. I don't know. Absolutely, I I I, I think the, you just you just affirmed what my point. Yeah. What the point I'm trying to make too. All you got to do is have a guy that can catch lightning in the bottle during the playoffs, right? Because, like you said, I, I, I never thought Joe Flacco was was that good. He's not bad either. He's just kind of middle of the road, but he caught lightning in a bottle. So did Nick Foles. I mean, you can do it. It, it yeah. can be done, but it can only be done if the rest of your roster is elite. Right. Whereas watching Aaron Rodgers drag these mediocre rosters all the way to the NFC Championship game, it's amazing. It's impressive. But I just think that for the totality of your team, you would be better off. But Rodgers is a bad example because you spent all the money you ever could on Aaron Rodgers. Right. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. But all I'm saying is if, if you're in a Super Bowl, you have an elite roster. Like, you're going to go down that list and go, wow, look at this dude. Wow, look at that dude. In virtue of being, first of all, the best team and second of all, the exposure also, you and I could go down – the, the the you know the Browns and the Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals rosters and go, holy cow! Look at how good this dude is! Holy cow! Wow, this is a great player here. It's the NFL, like that's the way that's the way that it works. But the point is, in relation to each other, I understand what you're saying. Nonetheless, if you, the, I think part of this whole thing is you talk about quarterbacks winning. Can they win you a Super Bowl? Yep. I understand. The the, yep. the ideal behind that, but the reality is no. Like sure. that that's not that's not a thing. It's sure. every, the whole group. Between when Peyton Manning, so follow me here. Okay, da- David Cutcliffe changed the NFL so much because of his mentoring of the Manning brothers. Those guys were so NFL ready from pro style systems when they hit the league. Mm-hmm. That in itself influenced the league in in my opinion in a detrimental way because as college football continued to evolve the more more of the elite programs were running more college style systems they were getting some of the most talented players but the guys who were getting the most NFL draft hype because everybody wanted to draft the next pro-style ready-made quarterback were guys like Matt Ryan who were running pro-style offenses at Boston Which College. Which is why all these Heisman winners flame in the in the league. Exactly. For this space of time. The thing that I think is going to be the most positive change that's happened in the NFL is the meshing of football ideas that's mm-hmm. been happening. Mm-hmm. Because it used to be, if you drafted like if you drafted Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama, you'd say, man, 
it's going to take him four or five years to learn how to play in the NFL because he's just he's not running a pro style offense. Well, now everybody's running the same style offense. Everybody's got RPO elements in it. Everybody's got spread elements in it. So now you have a chance to really spin it. And we've had that. This is why there's been this age of lost quarterbacks, right? Like all the guys with the exception of Russell Wilson that are between the ages of, I guess, Andrew Luck because he retired, but all the guys that are between the ages of like 28 and 35, that's like the lost generation of mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They could never catch the guys that are older than them, and you, those guys are still better than than the Matt Ryans of the world, right? right. I mean, Tom Brady's 43 years old. He's still better than Matt Ryan. For sure. And th- this is where it's, it could change, though, because you have these three young guys that are coming in right now, and Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert. You got Trevor Lawrence coming next year. Who knows what becomes of your boy Bryce Love? But I mean, I think that Jordan Love or Jordan Love. God, I keep calling him Bryce Love. Me too. Jordan Love. I mean, it's a terrible pick for the spot that they made it in. But he actually is a really talented guy. Totally, and he could be good. But all I'm saying is that no one would have in their right mind ever, ever picked Kyler Murray in the first two days of the draft. And now, not only was he the number one pick, but last year when you watched him, you're like, well. He's all day. He's ready to roll. So I just I think that we could have a readjusting, not because of the money, but because these dudes are actually ready to roll and the systems work for them now. And that's the thing is I think that coaches have just gotten so much smarter. There's the there's the amalgamation of ideas like you talked about the meshing of football theory that that is now overlapping. There's not just college style, pro style, and whatever. It's 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 a lot of it coming together, but also. Coaches, I think, have gotten so much better about assessing what they have and what they want to do and getting guys that fit that or at least trying to fit their their system to the quarterback. Like, forever, it was just like round peg, square hole. Like, if you can't do this, you're not an NFL quarterback. Well, you know what? You probably are an NFL quarterback, but you're not this system of quarterback. And guys like <clears throat> if Kyler Murray – for instance, hadn't been taken by Cliff Kingsbury, he may not be the guy. It may be a complete catastrophe, but Kingsbury knows this is what we're going to do, and I know for sure that I've never seen another human being that could do it better than that guy could do it. I guarantee it. And so that's why so far it's working, and I I, I think you see more and more of that, and, and why wouldn't you? Like, okay, you got a guy who – who's got this set of skills, then maximize those skills. That's the acceleration of the game, though, too, right? right. Like, the technology of it now, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I truly think, and this is not a knock on old players whatsoever, but I truly think that dudes that are just, like, average FCS players have a higher football knowledge than dudes that played professional football 25 years ago. Madden. Because, not just Madden, though. Like, now, even if you're just at, playing for the Cats or the Grizz, like, you got an iPad that – gets downloaded film into it. I mean, yeah. it's all about how much you want it. If you want to watch it, you can you can watch it all day. Totally. So you can learn so many concepts. I mean, that's what that's where these quarterbacks are just light years ahead of everybody because not only do they have the technological advantages, they were raised in the age of technology too, so they can just absorb it so quickly. Which it was, was why it was the greatest thing when Belichick throws the Microsoft Surface into the ground, shatters the thing, goes back to his black and white photographs gosh. coming off of the facts or whatever. Oh my it's gosh. just... It's just Good. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. It's a good day. It's been a little bit of a sad day. Uh, we had a, a a non-human loss in the Tutel household. I will explain that. And uh, and maybe try and get some community help. Crowdsource the way to interact with my family next. 
At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend We've known each other since we were nine or ten Together we've climbed hills and trees Learned of love and ABC Skinned our hearts and skinned our knees Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die Two Tone Nuanas, it's 1029 ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. Been a fun show today. Podcast available all the time, wherever you get your podcast. The Two Tone Nuanas podcast is there for you, and it is there thanks to Blackfoot. Uh, we've had some, uh, some, some, I don't know, would you say dark comedy pet stories on this show? Primarily Tommy and his misadventure trying to take care of some neighbors pets while they were on vacation uh but we're down one in the two-tell house my our rabbit flopsy cottontail two-tell has uh has gone to the great what are they you know the great wood stack in the sky what is it uh what 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 do rabbits like to live in i have no idea um this is this. <laughs> Coulter's not going to do well with this. The, you know, we I got. Mean, I've been allergic to rabbits since I was a small child. The, the, They're the great irony here is that you are floating with happiness, not at the emotional state of my children as a result of this, but at that you can come over and not risk your life in so doing now. Well, I mean, because since- you've had so many allergic reactions to the, the rabbit and the rabbit food and you can't breathe and you are beat red and you're like, ah, I, I, got, I gotta go. I can't be here anymore. Text from my mother. <laughs> the Animals go across the rainbow bridge when they die. Uh, across the rainbow bridge. The huh? rainbow bridge. Yep. Okay. Yep. Across yep. the rainbow bridge. Uh, since since you moved the, I give you credit though. Since you moved the rabbit to the basement, it hasn't yeah. been as bad. No. But I mean, anybody that's a long time listener knows that I actually really did have a true like asthma episode oh, at your house. N- not not one. R- Ryan thought I was dying Several. the first time, and I but I was unbeknownst to me that you had a rabbit or the hay all over the couch. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, I'm just sitting there enjoying a beer, and I, I can't breathe. And finally, you look at me, you're like, are you okay? Are what you like having matter? a heart attack? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I can't breathe. What's going on? Then we realized yeah. it's the... It might be... It's the hay. It might be our new our new animal. Well, he, he made it uh, uh, a year and change, year and a half, and he's the first actual pet that, that we've ever had as our family. And I got, I have a three, a five, and a seven-year-old, okay? I thought the reactions were very interesting to me. The oldest child, uh, my daughter, uh, true and very painful to me, real devastation. Like, it was, 
It was all the tears that you could associate with all of the real, raw, and innocent emotion going along with the loss of a, loss of a first pet, and it was very sad. The middle child, also a girl, sort of looked with her hands folded and said, I am very sad, but I'm not crying. And then almost like, well, should I be crying? Well, it's no, okay, it's okay, kiddo. You don't have to cry if you don't feel like crying. It's fine. We understand that this is a somber moment for you. Now, the youngest of the three, my three-year-old son, was taking a nap at the time that we told the girls we thought it would be better to do it in stages, let the older kids absorb this first so that the younger kid doesn't take their cue from them. This, to me, was a very wise move in retrospect because my son woke up from his nap. I pulled him aside. The kids were watching a show. You know, sometimes going to a nice uh, cartoon movie is is like a, a nice move of solace. You know, take your mind off it a little bit. Certainly. Uh, I brought the three-year-old. I, I said, hey, son, come come here. And he didn't want to because he's watching the show. I said, just for a moment, and then we'll go back. Okay, so he comes over, and I take him out on the back porch, and he sits on my lap. And I said, bud, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but Flopsy, your rabbit, he got sick this weekend, and he died. And he goes, okay. And then that was it. That was the extent of the reaction I received from him. Uh, it was not, it wasn't happy or sad. It was just pretty a matter of fact. And then it was pretty clear, like, that he wanted to get back to his show. So, okay, that's where we're at now. I'm receiving some texts from my wife throughout the course of the show that there is uh, maybe been a, a renewed wave of emotion that mm. has passed over the household mm. since I've been gone. Mm. Um, mm. So I may have to... Uh, Patron one of our fair establishments in this town with something, you know, sweet or tasty or savory mm. that the kids, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you need a little comfort food, I think is what they say. Indeed. And uh and and and, and pass that thing around. So we'll see what happens, but it won't be the same. I'll be able to leave for as long as I want with no thought about what else to do and how to deal with this thing. I won't be calling people to come over. I won't be sending it to other places. I could go on a vacation now. I won't have to do, and I won't explain in detail, but the the, the ugly portion of the job of maintaining an indoor animal and, and all of that sits just fine with me. I am willing to endure a, a uh, you know, some sadness, some disappointment for a time to renew the freedom, which I once enjoyed. Yeah, your biggest issue is going to be the... Um, the unbelievably, no, the unbelievably deep questions that your right. specifically oldest daughter are going to ask you now. Yeah. This is her first experience of direct death. See, this is and this is part of she's, getting the she, pet because you want kind of you know you think okay, well maybe this is a, a sort of introduction to the world here, right? You know, but I mean, she's already asked me about like the meaning of death and what happens when you die. This is before she's ever experienced death, so right. this is about to go uh, way down the rabbit hole, well, as they'd say. I'm not saying maybe that's where they go down the rabbit hole. That makes sense to me. Indeed. I can work with that. I don't think that's dark. I'm sorry for your loss. If your daughters and your son are listening, I, I feel uh, I will bring them a gift soon, too. Okay. Boys and girls, I wish you and your pets well. We'll resume this tomorrow. to Tell Them What is ESPN Radio.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 